do you think it is that pictures are worth a thousand words? Why are they so impactful when you see something or you see a video? Our whole social media culture is built around that right now, right? Memes and photographs of yourself and of the world and of your meals that you're having and of vacations. Like, everything is image-based right now, which I think is actually telling. There's something important that we should really recognize about that. But why is it that a picture or an image of something just grabs us in a way that words don't? <laughs> Tells a story, it captures something. Yeah, why? Why do you think? Why do images work so well? Visual. Visceral. Yeah. Visual. Visceral. What else? Sarah? I know with myself, I feel like when a memory is happening, like you're trying to keep it like in your mind forever, but once time goes by, like three, four, five, six years, it's it doesn't slip, but it does at the same time. And then mm -hmm. when you go back into like Photographs, and it's like it's like it refreshes it all over again. Yeah, it's powerful, right? Yeah. Why else? Why does it work so well? It works on all of us. It works. Why? Why? Why do images speak so profoundly? I think words are controlled by the people who say them. Pictures are always assumed. So words are more sort of manipulated or contrived, maybe, but an image is just that's what was. Awesome. That's a great thought. What did you think? Um, it's just giving a broader perspective. Broader perspective. Yeah. Captures expressions. Captures expressions, right? Emotion. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you the ability to think more situation. You can experience something, but says that we're images. We're pictures. We're created to be images of God. We're created to be a visual representation of something you can't see. God is spirit. No one has ever seen him, but John 1 says that Jesus has made God known. 1 John 4, no one's ever seen God, but when we love sacrificially, God's love is made manifest in that moment. All the things that we did this past week were not just physical things. They were not. They were images of, of the invisible spiritual things that were going on at the exact same time. And no one gets a chance to see the invisible spiritual things <clears throat> until they see someone make it come to life like, oh, I get it. And no one wants to listen to people talk about the invisible spiritual things because there are a lot of people saying a lot of things, so who can you know and who can you trust? 
But when we do something, when we act, it brings a spiritual meaning to life. And it's worth a thousand words. Our sermon home week is worth a thousand sermons. It is. But it's not just physical. It's spiritual things coming to be. We're supposed to be images of God, which means we reflect Him. All right? The, the best analogy that I can think of this past week is like a disco ball. All right? The disco ball is hanging down. It has no light of its own. So if the lights are off, it's just dark. It's made up of all these hundreds, maybe thousands, depending on the side, little mirrors. As soon as you shine light on it, what does it do? Oh, it's a party, first of all. It's the disco ball. But the light goes everywhere. And some shines up, some shines down. Some of it has like a glint. It has color. And some of it just um, sparkles. Like we're made to be reflections of God. And yet if we don't know God, if we're not connected to him, we're just reflections of ourselves. We're reflections of our parents. We're reflections of our culture. And it's such a short-sighted thing to say, I want to live my life so that I can show the world what the world is like. So that I can be around people and be the same as them. So that I can live my life to show who I am. Well, who are we? The potential is there that when God shines on us, we're giving a reflection of something far more than we ever could. And it's not our light. We're just reflecting it. But every time we get a chance to reflect a piece of God, someone can understand it. Every time we try to describe it, someone might be like, all right, I think I see what you're But when you see it, you get it. So what parts of God did we reflect this past week? I printed out a bunch of different names of God from Scripture. This is from the, the Navigator's website. They took some things from Tozer and from a few other things and kind of compiled it. Uh, it's, a, it's a great, a great um, organization, the Navigators, for learning more about the Bible and being discipled. And they picked out 30 different names of God. I want to read just a couple of them to you and think, how did that aspect of God get reflected these past couple of weeks? All right. Jehovah Jireh, the God who provides. How did God provide during serve home? Just give me like a couple little thoughts real quick. How? Financial. Provided finances for us. Great. What else? Workers, laborers, ability. Safety. Comfort. Laughter. There's a lot of laughing even in the 90 degree weather. We were having a good time. A lot of hugs. Sometimes you need a hug. There were some of those there. God provides. We saw that. God's nature being a God who provides was on full display. And that's a beautiful thing. Because we didn't provide. All that money didn't just come out of our pocket. And all those things that just fell into place at the exact right time were not things we could control. So guess who gets the credit? God. Not our story. His story. Not our character traits. His character traits. But every place we get to reflect them, it's a disco ball. It's a party. Disco Christianity. Is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe it should be. Right? <laughs> reflect. It's beautiful. There should be joy in it. It's not the kind of, like, i got to try really hard and make it work. And no. Like, oh, it's good. We just showed up and God turned on the lights and everybody sparkled. God provides. All right, another quality of God. Let's just pick, um, how about 
omniscient. God, by his nature, knows everything. How is that on full display for us? like common, so God knows me pretty well. He wasn't worried. He provided exactly what was needed. Yeah, it was stunning to me that when we heard the actual number, I had to like sit down on the floor. It's perfect. Of course. Of course it's perfect. God is doing it. Of course. And it was. What else does God know? The fact that he knows everything, how was that on full display? Everybody's schedule, everybody's yeah. work schedule, yeah? yeah. Well, I feel like that goes to both sides. Like, you just uh-huh. didn't know, you were just uh-huh. trusting, and he was like, oh, I already know we scheduled to leave, no problem. So what do you think we need more? Another sermon on the omniscience of God? Or this visceral, visual picture that just shows that God knows everything, and he just proved it? Well, we can talk about it, it's good, because we need to have our eyes open. That's how we learn, we like look for it, start looking for it. But when you see it, it's good. But doesn't the world need to know that God is omniscient? They might not need the 50-cent word, but people need to know there is a God. <clears throat> they need to know that God knows what's going on. He's got things under control. They need that. We need that. But if we only ever talk about it, we can't look at those moments where it was crystal clear and say, I've seen it. And then the talk gets sort of like, it has to be both. You know? Faith and deeds. It's both. It's together. But what I'm saying is that every time we're doing these physical things, the world is getting a glimpse of our invisible, beautiful God. The creator that loves them is pursuing them. We have a chance to reflect his character. And all of us will be doing different things. It could be painting. It could be organizing. It could be uh, carpentry. It could be... Ice pops, it could be conversations while you're sweeping or up in the attic. It could be those moments where you sit down and have just like a meaningful talk with someone you're working with. Yeah, these are God's qualities that we get to reflect. How about this? God is the comforter. Who did God comfort through what we served? Where was the comfort? We felt it, or we gave it, or what do you mean? Uh, I feel like I felt it. Felt it. More than I gave it. Mm. Like, it's just such a sense of, it's not even like a long-term fighter, like, I'm just feeling, like, so settled, I wish we could do it, like, all day, every day, and then you'll be Yeah. No, it does make that. Steve, what were you going to say about the comfort of God? Well, I just, I think that, uh, we are struggling with Tyler. Alone, you know, from the beginning of the week, have to be very quiet to the end of our community. He kind of learned to overshake my hands. Then he 
comfort level go up over the course of the week? vacations and family time and stuff and everybody took a piece of that and uh, uh, just gave it away in God's name and I think that's pretty cool. Sometimes the only images we have are, say, a missionary going to live in Africa, right? The, the picture we get. I'm committing my life to the Lord and so I'm quitting my job and our family is moving overseas. That's a beautiful image and when you see someone commit like that, it kind of humbles you like, that's the only images we ever see of what it looks like for someone to be sacrificial and to show God's character, then it limits, it limits the disco ball to one little mirror, one little, God is the most complex, beautiful being in the universe. Everything that, all the diversity and complexity that's been made has to be less diverse and complex than him for him to be greater than it to make it. So think about how the cells and the body and you know, all of that. God is more than that. He has to be more complex because he made that out of his wisdom. It's like, how dare we just say that God is one thing here, one thing there. One type of person can follow him. One type of gifting is better. No, let's get together. Let's shine the light. Let's see all the facets. And when I see in each of you a facet of the way, way God is shining off of you that I can't do or I can't be, it's reassuring because then I don't have to feel like I have to do it all. That's how we should all feel. We're all in this together. None of us has to do it all. But it also opens our minds to say, wow, there's so much more than what I even imagined. And one of the most beautiful things is the God who can do the impossible thing there were a lot of kind of impossible moments in this process. Impossible for money, impossible for enough hands, impossible to move two trailers, it, like just by sheer brute force, impossible to get these huge rocks from one place to any place else. But guess what? Everything happened. So something that we saw that was not possible in our estimation happened anyway. <laughs> God is a God of the impossible, and if we only ever set our goals for things that are very possible, we never get to experience Him doing something that blows our mind because we never would have thought it could have happened. The world needs to see things that will blow their mind because they never could have thought it would have happened, and that's only ever going to happen if we step out of the boat and are like, well, let's just do it. And I don't even know how it's going to turn out, God. It's a faith thing. This totally could have bombed. Yeah. <laughs> Failed. We could have had like 10 hospital trips and like be in debt to like pay for things and no one showing up. We got like a half of one wall painted and Tammy kicked us out of her house because she hated the paint color. Like, this could have gone terribly. <laughs> but instead, it's going to be one of my favorite memories of all time. And we got to do it together. It wasn't any one of us trying to be a hero. <laughs> Just doing a piece. Even the people in charge didn't even know what the whole picture looked like. So it was clearly God in charge. And us just saying, yeah, use us, Father. It's so beautiful when God's nature can shine through. All that needs, we need for that to happen is for us to kind of turn ourselves towards God and say, here I am, I'm willing. Please shine 
on me. Because you can't make yourself a Christian. You can't make yourself a good enough person to get into heaven. It's not good people that get to heaven, as Amy Stater likes to say. It's forgiven people. Good people don't get to heaven. We can fix a house a week and get to God. He's like, yeah, but do you know me? Are we family? Have you gotten on your knees and say, God, you're the creator. I humble myself before you. Please forgive me. Help me. Because if so, then yeah, we're family. But if not, then I just did a lot of good stuff. It didn't amount to anything. So there is a way to have done all of these things and not have it give God the glory. But we want nothing more than for the world to see that there is a God who loves them unconditionally that would give his son to die without anybody deserving it just because that's his nature. God is love. For God so loved the world, everyone in the world, that he gave his only son to die for all of our sins. So whoever believes, whoever repents and believes, shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. We can say that. Those are the words. We also have to live it out. And when we do, then people can see the God that speaks those words and say, Father, I, I need you too. God showed up. And he always does. Our challenge from this is to carry that forward and say, are we going to go back to just talking about how good God is? Or will we continue to experience it? Because he has a lot of people. I had the thought, and this will be one of the last things that I say, and we'll, we'll, we'll close. All of these characteristics of God were reflected. Uh, the faithfulness of God, just on and on and on and on and on. I want you to be encouraged that you were images of God. You were reflections of God, every single one of you. Even those of you who didn't get a chance to lay a hand to a rake or a paintbrush, if you gave a dollar, if you said a prayer, you were part of this beautiful ball reflecting light, this beautiful thing that was served home this week. But the last thought that I, I, I want to close with is this. I just had the thought, and I think it's more like a realization, that this serve home uh, wasn't about us this year at all. We were there. But really, this is what God was trying to do for Tammy and Scott and Brittany and all those kids and grandkids that are in that house. He's like, guess what? I love you. And they're believers, so they're, they're family. This is God pursuing his kids and saying, I know things are tough. I have some other kids over here. I'm going to send them your way. That's not about us. We didn't even know them. We got led to them because God's doing something there. That God who's faithful, that God who's just, that God who's holy, that God who's omniscient, that God who's omnipresent showed up in Tammy and Scott's lives. How cool that we got to be a part of that. Because if we weren't, God still would have done it. It was his will to reach into that family and just love them a bit. And same thing for Lisa and Tyler. That's their God's story. He's reaching out to them. And he, he found us who were nearby and connected the dots, provided the resources, and said, I'm trying to do something over here. So our job is just to keep our eyes open and say, well, where is God trying to do something? Can we be a part of it? Because how cool to be a part of it. How cool to be a part of it to reflect even a piece of his goodness to a world that needs it so badly. This is, this is our job, Christians. We're here to prove that there is a God 
despite us. Despite our weakness, despite our fears, despite our doubts, despite our busy schedules, despite everything, God can use us to show that He is at work and that He loves this world. So I hope that we will just continue pursuing these moments. It's been beautiful. Share as many stories as you can. I'm going to close this in a word of prayer. Uh, hope that God's going to come up so we can close with a song. Um, God's not done doing stuff. He's just not. He's just not. And serve home isn't like the one thing that God does. It's just part of his nature at work. And it was beautiful to experience. I loved every little moment of this with all of you. And I challenge us to keep pursuing the way to love the world the same way that God does, so passionately and sacrificially. So please stand. Let's close with a prayer. Close with a song. Father God, you are so, so good to us. Help us to be your people and carry your banner and shout your name and praise you and to not be embarrassed or ashamed of you, but instead to try to reflect you and to, to know your character better ourselves so that we can be inspired for how we can reflect it to the world. We pray for those homes, pray for those foster families. We pray for the relationships that were built with neighbors. May you continue your work in their lives, and may you point us back to them, or may you point us in other directions to others that you are looking to prove yourself to, Father. Not because you need to, but because you can, and you do. So please, just be who you are. Help us to see who you are, and help us to reflect you to the world around us. In Jesus' name.